Welcome to another episode of Case Rotation. My name is Spanisha. And I'm Box Jetson. Uh, and thank you uh, for joining us, our beautiful listeners. So, really quick before we get into our agenda for today, um, we just wanted to make clear that episodes will be dropping bi-weekly. And by bi-weekly, we mean every other week. Yes. I know there's confusion about that word. Not twice a week. <laughs> Not twice a week. No, no, no. Not twice a week. Every other week. Um, should we every other Tuesday? <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yeah, every other Tuesday. This with is the not Tuesday. This week. Yeah, <laughs> just because this week is it was up there. Show us some grace. We are very busy people. Very busy. <laughs> um, but we love doing this show so much. So uh, we definitely wanted to stick with dropping this week as opposed to waiting like what two more weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, biweekly. Um, so any check-in things before we get to? our agenda um no just you know i think the list is solidified for oh the the list yeah the the infamous (laughs) list is solidified and that will be submitted either tonight or tomorrow when you guys are hearing this so when you're hearing this you can kind of be in contact with like yeah the list the rank list the infamous list is solidified uh, I'm so going to record be... the whole thing when you submit it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that'll be submitted, and uh, that's taking a load off of just, like, my shoulders in that regard, just having that, you know, thought through a bit more. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, also... Uh, we have a squeaky chair. Yeah, have a squeaky chair here. <laughs> Please show us some grace also <laughs> with the squeaky chair. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that taken care of, and then also... I ended on the note of having one of my Twitter unblocked so I can like you oh, know yeah. ball out. Yeah, so I can ball out. <laughs> For we the got public. a lot of changes going yeah. on over here. Got a lot of changes going on. Um, well, that's a part of our agenda. Would, would you like to just start there? Yeah. Okay. Well, the list. Uh, this, <laughs> this, this infamous list uh, that some of you may or may not know about um, would you like to describe what's going on? Like in full detail? No. I mean, just give them like an idea of what's going on. So, uh, um, well, yeah, I thought I would... did you already do that last week? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh... We had a long episode last week. <laughs> we had a long episode and a long week, long two weeks. Um, so yeah, I guess I can just go ahead and go into detail again. So we don't have to go into too We're not into too much detail. detail. <laughs> just a couple minutes, you know, um, so yeah, we are going into the submission list of internship ranking for next for this year, actually. Later this year in the fall. My coursework will be completed as of the end of the semester. This is the last semester. So as you could imagine, some senior writers is there too, as I'm really wanting to get up out of here and, yeah. <laughs> and finish with the coursework process of things. Uh, so with that, like after coursework is done, you are to invoke on a year of internship. With that, you're just, you know, really refining your skills, coming to into your own as a professional and, like, getting some guidance along the way as well at an a institution that's different from your own. So just, like, diversifying your resume in that regard. And for me, I am looking at... What? Oh, I thought you were about to go off <laughs> listing. No, I'm no, like, no, what? No, 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 no. That's not on the agenda. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
<laughs> you turned up like I was taking my talents to South Beach. I mean, I just was like, whoa, <laughs> this wasn't planned. <laughs> I'm like holding my notes in the pen and looking up like this is not on the script. Sorry. So, well, yeah. not the script, but. No, I was just saying like I'm at the <laughs> point where I have, I got interviewed at a few different sites, you know, and have them ranked um, on a scale from like one to nine. And now we're just playing the waiting game. And now we're just kind of playing the waiting game once I get that submitted. Uh, so that's like, you know, a good a good weight lifted. And then additionally, kind of back to the dissertation piece, I got an IRB draft done. So like what that is, just kind of hitting up the review board uh, for to make sure that the, the data is, I mean, you're okay to start collecting data and things like that. They want to approve your study, make sure it's safe and you're in following all the rules of confidentiality and ethics and all that jazz, so... And I am st- stuck in that dr- that phase right now. Now you're at the end of that. No, I'm stuck in the IRB phase. I'm waiting so I can start interviewing. But um, yeah, let's go back to this the the list. Um, yeah. So it is. <laughs> it's weird because we waited so long for this moment to be here, and now it's here, and it doesn't feel real. It's kind of scary. Um, and I know anybody who knows me and who ever talked to me when it came to this move is like, oh my gosh, like you have the nerve to, you know, feel this way. You wanted to come back to Ohio so badly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, it's a really weird place to be in because I mean, we don't, we won't know for two weeks and then we'll know and then everything changes. Yeah. Everything has to change because like, we didn't have every, any Memphis sites. Everything, yeah. So we're out of here regardless. And like everything changes. And it's just, I don't know. It's for me, on top of being busy and all this stuff going on, there's just this sense of anxiety of not, and I don't know if it's like a control issue, but like just, I don't, <laughs> it's not a control issue. But I don't know. It's just, it's so, um, it's thrilling because it's exciting. Like, I know that no matter what, we're starting a new chapter, but it's just, like, where? And, like, it kind of reminds me of when we moved to Memphis in the first place. Like, except it's different, I, obviously, this time. We're not planning a wedding and <laughs> all that stuff. But still, I don't know. There's a lot of anxiety. And I just have... I ha- it's, like, good anxiety. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean... Oh, I guess, yeah, that was actually one I wanted to talk about today for my mental health piece, so I'm glad that you kind of brought that up. There you go. Uh, We don't have to segue into that right (laughs) now, but, um, yeah, I do get that, and I think it's really just a matter of kind of taking it in. Oh, gosh. Sorry, that's my water glass there. Let me go ahead and remove that from the table. You're going to knock it off the table. Um, So, yeah, that's what I was you know, going to address today. So I'm glad that you brought that up. There's ways to kind of understand anxiety and use it more as your friend. So we can get back to that later then? Yeah, we can get back to that later. But it's good that you recognize it, you know, and you see that it's there. Um, but I think, you know, for me, I'm just really, I always take things just in stride. Like, it's, it's really hard for me to be, and I, I sometimes it's, it's, if I'm being transparent, I, I feel weird about that. Like, not even, like, I hate to use the word weird, but I feel about weird what? about, like, not that I'm, I'm so in the moment all the time. Like, I rarely ever, like, 
think too far ahead into the future or I definitely oh, don't that is like, so consider nice. the past too much. <laughs> like, so I really am just so present-minded that, like, a lot of stuff gets... No, that's awesome, though, because I was just reading about, like... <laughs> I was just reading about some... Uh, I didn't want to say exactly what, but like some astronomy stuff and or astrology stuff. I was reading about that and I was talking about how particular signs have like they have a tendency to live in the future or to live in the past. And like they it was basically saying if you don't start living in the present, you'll regret that. Mm-hmm. And so that's awesome that you can just like be in the moment and not think too far ahead because I'm always thinking like five years ahead or five years behind me like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to just be like what's going on right now because i know there's so many things that i could be thinking about yeah and it's yeah i definitely feel that and it's not so much like i'm definitely not oblivious to like five years ahead or the future i just don't sit in it yeah and i think that like a lot of times like you mentioned like there is a lot of regret in not being able to live in the present and i think i've heard that yeah. so much and i recognize that especially from people who are older who like have been out here for a while? Excuse me, my voice cracking. <laughs> been out here for a while, so um, when you hear from like back in the day, I wouldn't really listen to. I mean, I listen to OGs here and there, like take some knowledge. But now I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, I really got to take in that knowledge because they know they've been in my shoes. They really know. Like yeah. I'm more mature now. I can accept it. I move different. Like I'm wiser now. Things like that. Um, so in hearing like them say, like I wish I would have, like you know. Taking it one step at a time. I wish I would have really just focused because they, I'm hearing people say, yeah, I thought this milestone would make me happy. And then I get mm-hmm. there and it's like, oh, I'm looking for the next thing. Or I said this this stage in my life or this component of my life would make me happy. Having kids or um, getting this job or getting this raise or doing this, this, that. Having all of my happiness and all of my, my thoughts and my wherewithal wrapped up in the future and what could be. I was losing sight of everything that was right in front of me. And then I think, you know, hearing stuff like that and then seeing the movies like Soul and it really yeah. makes me want to just appreciate everything in the moment. So, like, while I do worry, I do have that concern of, like, oh, man, like, you know, I don't know where I could end up in two weeks. Like, but I also think that makes me want to just really, like, cherish this moment because I won't ever have this again. Like, the future, I yeah. can have that anytime. I won't ever have this again. I also think that's something that society kind of trains us to be is, like, there's always something to be worried about or there's always something to regret mm-hmm. and it distracts you from being in the moment. Like even in soul when, I mean, cause we don't have to really get into that movie, but, uh, yeah. but I like the movie. I don't want anybody to think that was like an insult. Yeah, I love great. the movie. Please check it out. It was one but of, I one think of one of the greatest or the, the, the sweetest messages from that movie is just like living is just enough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you can just live. That was amazing. And it's just like, you don't think about that sometimes. Like you're so worried about, Oh my gosh, I have to do this, 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 and this. There's so many things I have to accomplish. And it's like, you know, you can just live too. You can just live. Cause it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like you can just live. It feels like you are, you, it's like, it feels like a race mm-hmm. sometimes and not like in a competitive sense, but just like a race with the clock. And yeah. how much you can get done before, you know, your time is up. Yeah. And it, but that's, like, exhausting. Constantly feeling <laughs> like like you're in this, like like I said, like this race. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exhausting to feel like that because you don't really get to enjoy what's around you because you're too busy running your race. Yeah. And then I'm also hearing you say, like, in that, that um, you know, it's not a race in a sense. But really, that's really what it is. So it's not it's not like you're... 
Um, it's what, not like it you were exaggerating. Race against the clock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how they make it seem in, in this society, at least. Like, I'm sure it's not like this elsewhere. Like, for example, and you know, I'll say anything. I don't care if I get in trouble for it. But like, my professor. And one of my professors where we're teaching cognitive emotion, we're learning a lot about like the westernized schools of yeah. thought and how they viewed emotion, how they viewed cognition and the intertwining of the two. But when we asked about like other schools of thought, like how do Eastern view it, he said he couldn't really get into it too much, but he recognizes there's a lot of merit into that. So it just goes to show mm-hmm. like how 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 the society is just screwed. Like we're Work, work, work. Work, work, work. Rockefeller what can you owns get done? medicine. Like he owned <laughs> Rockefeller created a curriculum for medicine and that's why we're so like pushed to pills and things. And like punished that. people for using like herbal remedies. Right, and punish people for it. So it's like it's not a lie to say it's a race against the clock, because that literally is what capitalism does. It it forces us to feel as though it's always a competition, feel as though it's always a race, feel as though we don't have it figured out and we need to get it figured out. If you don't, if you ain't living like this at 25, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it yeah. wrong. And it's like, bro, like, I don't have to compare myself to any of that. Yeah. Because it's not a race. It's not, it's not, I don't have to worry. I, and I think that's what comes with like just, you know, understanding, learning, and then spreading that knowledge too. It's not a matter of, um, it's not a matter of like, well, when it comes to capitalism, it's, it comes down to, I want to, I want to peer into your insecurities, use that against you, <clears throat> and then, like, you know, sell it back to you, yeah. find a way to sell it back to you. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, oh, how can we get you to this this career that you want at 25? You know, go to school. How can we get you to do X, Y, Z? You know, there's always, like, some type of remedy that they have to, to get you in a position for the That they created. They put you in the position. Yeah. And then create a solution that's not a real solution. Yeah. And then it, it, it makes you miserable. Yeah, so it's like it's it's constantly like you you're always if you always feel like you're not where you're supposed to be, you're always going to yeah working hard work harder to get yeah. there or like worrying how to get there. And I think that with understanding and getting to a point and understanding how like the system works against you, you can then understand how to operate against it. But you have you really to get about it. You have to also get to that place where you understand how the system works against you, which is I feel like is the hardest place to get to. Yeah, and sometimes I, to be honest, I'd be forgetting how I got here. <laughs> Yeah. It's just seeing a lot and experience and also education. Like it's a, it's a lot of privilege in that I too. Was, yeah, that's why I try is. to really be mindful of how I how I disseminate knowledge and how I you know the the patience that I use when when discussing this type of stuff with people. I think something that I was going to say is like the separation from what you're used to and um, the people that you grew up with kind of helps you come to these conclusions because I know for a long time, and this kind of goes into the topic I wanted to talk about based off of a TikTok, (laughs) but um, I know for a long time, uh, the things that other people my age were doing, like it was important. That was important to me because I felt like, okay, this is what, you're supposed to be doing at this age. And I remember a comment was made about me and I won't state this comment, but I talked about it. You know what I'm talking about. I talked about it with my sister recently and I was just talking about how, you know, people will try to make you feel bad about where you are in their life because they aren't happy with where they are. 
And it took me a while to really understand that because, you know, sometimes you hear things and you're just like, you know, okay, this person's unhappy. And maybe you don't really believe that, but you're telling yourself that because, like, of however nasty they're acting towards you. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like sometimes it's hard to, to really understand. <laughs> I think it's really hard sometimes to understand that people only see you from where they are. Yeah. And I think when we moved away, I really understood that. Mm -hmm. And I was separated from everything that I knew. And I got to realize like, Hey, my life is my own life. Yeah. Like I don't have to, if my, if my purpose, and I'm not saying this is my purpose in life, but I'm just saying if my purpose in life was to be a mom, like that's fine. And it doesn't, I don't need to compare that to somebody whose purpose is to be an award winning surgeon. Right. Like that's their purpose. And my life is worthy, whatever my purpose is. Exactly. And a lot of people, I feel like they try to make you feel bad about whatever your purpose is in comparison to theirs because they're not happy. Like, We've talked about this before with people who would be like, oh, I'm a STEM major, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know, struggling and crying through STEM. It's yeah. just like you're not happy there and you're not excelling there, but you're doing it because society looks at STEM and it's like, oh, okay, you're a STEM major, so we think this about you. Right, exactly. So, you know, that's something. And I even talk with my students about that because I know a lot of my students who are liberal arts students, they feel the same way that I felt too. Mm -hmm. Um so that goes into what I was going to talk about, about this TikTok that I showed you earlier. Basically, it was just a TikTok with this woman who was talking about um, if you're between the ages of 25 and 28, and I'm assuming a few more years mm -hmm. over, <laughs> she was talking about how um, this is the age where people start giving up on themselves and they start feeling like they're too old. Um, they kind of start settling in life because yeah. they see everybody else around them is getting certain things and, they, you know, they're ready for that too. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that personally <laughs> because, um, you know, sometimes I do think there's things that I, I, I feel like I don't, you know, a lot of people, they look at age and they think like, oh, okay, I'm this, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, a lot of times I feel like my life is just starting. And there's so many things I want to do. Like, I mean, I've been talking about going to law school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, I really relate to that because I think a lot of times people do try to make you feel at a certain age, you're like, you can't do anything. And like 25? 25. <laughs> like, you're a baby at 25. Seriously. And I get it. Some people are moms at 25. Some people are business owners at 25. But some people are just figuring it out at 25. And that's fine, too. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to accept that. And we need to, you don't need to compare your life. And I know everybody says it. But it really is true. And that's why I really appreciate these years away from Ohio and away from the life that I grew up in because it showed me that my life genuinely is my own and nobody else's life compares because nobody has to walk in these shoes but me. And that's that real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you said it perfectly. Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, I just want anybody who's listening to this, you know, I know people tell you don't compare your life. And I know it's like such a generic thing to say, but it's so real. And just know that wherever you are in your life, that's where you're meant to be. 
and like your purpose is your own like you're blessed and you are special in your own way and that does not compare you don't have to have all these degrees and all these accolades that doesn't mean anything if that's not you know what your purpose is rooted in if Mm -hmm. you're doing this to impress other people you'll never be happy yeah I mean, you see all these celebrities and people who are we deem so cool and popular and they're so unhappy. Think about that. And they're viewed as like the status symbol of what we should aim what for. What success is. And it's like a lot of them don't even own a lot of the things that they say yeah. they own, like including their masters, including like right their art their (laughs) literal art (laughs) yeah so it's like you know you got to be able to find that happiness in yourself because it's not going to come from any career like none of that stuff yeah especially if you're doing it to impress other people i'm not saying your career is not going to make you happy because it should you should love your career and i think your career will make you happy but i'm just saying like don't just go for a certain career just to, yeah. you know. I'm not my career, though. Exactly. And that's exactly. the difference, too. Like, I I know, I recognize that I'm separate from that. My career is something that I do. It's not who I am. And I think sometimes people think that finding professions and finding, you know, titles will make them, in whatever title, you know. Yeah, whatever spouse, title. it could be, yeah. like, it could, uh, CEO, like, whatever. They think that that makes them... Well, they think that will, sometimes people think that will make them happy, it'll bring them the happiness they want, or it'll make them the all-aspiring person they want it to be, but it's like, nah, you still got to find a happiness within, like, it comes from you. Exactly. Like, nobody can give you that but you. And that's why, like, I'm glad I learned that, like, at a young age. Yeah. And it's been, it's been one of the most beautiful things I've had, is just, like, recognizing that my happiness is my own, and I'm in control of it. Yeah. And it's been beautiful. It's been a journey. A lovely journey. So, like, yeah, it's it, a hard and, journey, though, for some people. And people, one quote that I've learned is like, the point of life is to reach enlightenment. And what I I don't, I don't like to use the term enlightenment use loosely, um, but just like enlightenment can really be discovering any type of knowledge that you feel could be useful to people. Um, so, like, reaching that enlightenment and then like transmuting it to the world and sharing it with who you can. So. That's what I've learned, too. Yeah. And all the self-work that I've done, what I've learned is, like, the point of it all is to make try to make this place a better place before you go. Like, that's what... And all the work that I've done, that's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about... Well, I know people... Some people may disagree. But it's not about how much money you can make or... You know, how many buildings have your name on it, etc. It's about what good you can do and how many lives you can change. The people, the impact that you can leave behind. And not in a a self, um, like a a way that's supposed to just uplift you and make you feel better about yourself. Whatever your, you know, whatever ego issue you have. Like Mm -hmm. genuinely helping people and making this world a better place. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of times we need to do like ego checks and make sure, oh, sure your heart is in the right place. What are you doing this for? Are you doing this for the attention and the accolades that come with it? Or are you doing this because you genuinely want to help people and you want to make this world a better place? Now check that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm joking. But for real I'm though, joking. But for that real is though. the truth. That is the truth. 
I don't know. I just see a lot. It, it really frustrates me. I see that a lot when I see that a lot when people uh, they just try to make people feel bad about where they are in their life. And I know that I've been in that place where I felt bad about where I am in my life. And, you know, I'm an awesome person and I'm figuring it out. And I have amazing plans. My, you know, my life, honestly, it feels like it's just beginning. So I just don't want anybody who's in their late, mid to late 20s to feel like it's over. It's too late. I can't, like, write the book, write the movie, do whatever you want to do. Go on the adventure. Like, you, you're you still here. There's still time. I just want you yes. to know that. So there you go. We can move on. <laughs> we can you're still here. There's still time. There's That's still a time. bar. That is a bar. Thank you. You've been dropping bars, bro. That's why I've been just like sitting here. <laughs> when I was talking though, I was like, oh my gosh, they're gonna say she's talking so nah, much. But, like, if they listen and then they they really are soaking up a lot of game. Like that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just I'm like I because I did the work. And I'm still doing the work. Like it's not something like, oh, I'm a I'm an expert. Like when you said something about spouse, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say, I was gonna jump in and say so I'm not one of those women who's gonna be like, oh, I'm a, let me give you marriage advice. Like I'm an expert wife, because like no, that's mm-hmm. not true. But um, I was gonna say I know a lot of people. They feel at a certain age like you have to be married, and so they start to settle in their relationships. And it's just like even if you see people around you getting married, if you're not ready for that, don't do it because yeah. it's not something to play around yeah, with. For sure. So yeah, um, that's something else to consider. But I'm no marriage expert, and I'm not I'm not gonna be giving people marriage advice. But <laughs> just just drop you are you said you are. <laughs> I am a marriage expert. <laughs> I just I don't know. You know, sometimes people get married and they just be like, okay, let me give marriage advice. I just feel like I'm a literal PhDC. Yeah, but I'm just speaking for me. <laughs> I'm speaking for me. <laughs> I mean, I could give you marriage coaching, I guess. Yeah. But still, I don't know that I'd want to do that. No. Whatever. Just, you know, don't rush your <laughs> life, guys. That's the point of it all. Yeah, You're still rush. here. There's still time. Let's move on. Um, Really quickly, that was like, we kind of went reversed, reverse in my list, which is cool. Um, So we'll kind of end this talking about my girl, um, AOC. <laughs> Shout out to AOC Hive if you're listening. Um, so a few days ago, AOC went live on Instagram and was talking about her experience during the insurrection. And, um, she also came forward and talked about her being a sexual assault survivor, which she had never publicly talked about. This was not something that I knew, not to say I'm like an AOC expert and I know everything, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I am, (laughs) um, But, uh, yeah, it was really emotional. I mean, you were sitting next to me when I was watching part of it, and I was, like, crying watching her talk about this. Like, it was really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, of course, in true conservative fashion, they, you know, conservatives are trying to drag, attempting to drag her. I wouldn't call it dragging, but they're attempting to drag her mm-hmm. on Twitter and calling her Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to make fun of, like, the Jussie Smollett thing. Yeah. Saying that she's lying. Um, I guess she wasn't in... I don't know how the Capitol is set up, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. But, like, apparently the main Capitol dome, like, she wasn't in there, but she was in another building. 
and they're saying, oh, you're a liar. You weren't even there. Just trying to dismantle her story and just all this nonsense. And it just, it makes me so angry because it's just like, okay. So one of my favorite things about her is that she always says she's scared. And I like that because it's relatable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what, she's a 5, 4, 30-year-old, like, newcomer in the game. Yeah. I relate to that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel, I feel, I'm a small woman too. And I feel like a lot of times uh, people don't take me seriously. Or they look at me and they wouldn't take me seriously. So I really relate to her and I respect the place that she has in our government. And it frustrates me that, you know... She's such a little woman, but she's so powerful, and she makes these grown men, like, this afraid of her. Yeah, she got them shook. She has them shook. Like, anytime she opens her mouth, they have something to say. And it, I hope that she knows that that means that she is so important, and, you know, they're terrified of her is really what it means. But it's just frustrating because, you know... That's a very traumatic experience for someone who is a sexual assault survivor. And she came forward and talked about that. She talked about how she was... I mean, someone was arrested for for attempting to assassinate her. Yeah. Or with the plans of assassinating her. Whatever. And it's just like, that's scary to have to live with. Knowing that you're serving... You know, trying to serve your people. And there are men who just are hateful. Or I won't just say men. Because it's not just men. But a group of people... Who hate you just for that because of who you are and what you represent and the hope that you give to We're other people. To help people. Exactly. And the hope that she gives to people. Because I mean, I'm a grown woman and I look up to her. So I know there are little girls who see that and they're like, wow. Mm -hmm. So it's, and they know that impact. What is that, that TikTok? What is that TikTok when they're like, she is the moment? Oh my gosh. Uh, reach that second. Well, that's AOC. Like, she is the moment, and they know that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, um, AOC, I know you're not listening, but if you are, we love you. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you just keep, AOC your 2024. Foot, keep your foot on their necks because they're threatened. They're scared. They're so scared. And it's pathetic, but honestly, what I, I guess I would be more surprised if they were, you know understanding about what happened to her yeah for sure that don't make no sense and it's just yeah another example of how the patriarchy works to dismantle you know a woman's story who's really just speaking about being a survivor or speaking about her experience called her a drama queen like the it was just insane that was in there losing y'all's mind I don't understand how anything could be considered dramatic. Exactly. Shout out to G, too. Yeah, I'm really proud of his performance <laughs> that day. He will be in the West Wing with her. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud of his performance that day. But yeah, I just want, I really want to, I want people to understand that what she represents and how important she is. And um, I just, I, I don't fangirl over politicians because, you know, I do have my gripes about them. But she's so important and what she represents is so important. And it, you know, when she when she spoke on the floor about Yoho, when he called her out of her name and she spoke about that and she said she was terrified. I really respected that because all women, most women have been in a position like that. And she just continues to show women that, you know what, even with 
all the adversity I'm going to face, I'm still going to speak up because that's one thing they cannot stop. They cannot stop you, you know, speaking up and your story. If you share your story, that defeats them. And so I'm just, I'm so grateful for her. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to get more into politics, but we're that's fine. I think this episode was more, uh, <laughs> it felt like an episode of like Ayanla or something. <laughs> but that's cool. Ayanla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I was just like, like preaching at everybody. I'm sorry. This is what happens when I leave the show. So. Do you want to throw in some more things? No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'm good. I think that, uh. I think that that was enough gems to drop. And I mean, I, I last thing I really want to talk about was just like your thoughts on how things are going. Did you have any other thoughts about AOC? <laughs> I guess we can go there. Did you have any more thoughts about AOC 2024? And yeah, like I really do. I don't know. I just feel, I feel bad for her too. Cause I she do really too. is just trying and it's just causing her to be a target. And it's just, I don't know, it's just another unfortunate example of like when people really try to be a voice of reason and, and provide hope for the hopeless or like people who are often disenfranchised, like they're often targeted. And yeah. I just don't understand. I mean, I do understand because we know the agenda is coming from, you know, the 1%, the people who really control the wealth. But it's just, I don't know, man. I know there are they're pe- just hoarding it. I know there are people saying she has an agenda and like, She's dramatic Everybody and she, she does all this to, to be a celebrity. And it's just like, you're allowed to have your opinion, so that's fine. <laughs> you're allowed to also <laughs> be wrong. And um, I feel like if she's helping people in the process, what's the problem? Like, she was out with union strikers on Inauguration Day, bringing attention to their strike. You know, what's the problem in that? Helping these workers get their raise. So, um, you can have your. Opinion. I don't see a problem. You can have your opinions about her. Like I said, I don't fan, I don't stand so not celebrities. Well, I don't stand them either. But I don't stand politicians. But um, I do like what she represents. Yeah, I like the work she's doing. And her story was so important. And not, can we be honest here? This is like the most I've learned about what's happened during this insurrection. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little alarming. Including all media outlets, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, this is the most I've heard about. This her. is the mo- from somebody who's actually like within the government. Mm-hmm. That's a bit weird to me, and she's not my representative. Right. So a little bit weird that that's where I have to get information from. But then everybody's calling her dramatic, and we need to move on. And she wasn't even there. Blah blah blah. blah. Well, tell us what happened then. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, if she's the only one talking if about, she's what lying. <laughs> let's get the real scoop. Yeah. Tell us what happened then. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Anyway. The last thing I was just going to say, if you want to talk about this, I kind of, whatever, um, just your thoughts on Biden's work so far. You know, people are saying you can't be too critical because we had Donald Trump as president, so you can't be too critical. But do you have any thoughts on Biden's administration so far? I've just been like, I thought he'd been getting it done. Like Getting I'm, it in? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of the work he's done. It's been, what, two weeks? Uh, yeah, two and a half weeks. Every time I see him, I see him on TV. He's like signing something. Yeah, every single <laughs> time he's signing something, some relief, and like um, I, I love the fact that he's a lot more inclusive too. Like basically, well, not basically, he re undid all of all of Trump's policies that were discriminatory and all of those practices, and 
Um, I, I like the fact that he was adding more inclusive language to be more representative and inclusive of um, communities that are often disenfranchised, disability community, LGBTQ community. I thought that was like really, really lit of him and like, you know, to be the first president who ever really acknowledged the uh, disability community. Yeah. I just, love that he's a disability advocate. Yeah, it's just amazing. So like I'm like that in and of itself was enough to be like for me to be like, wow. And then when he was, you know, going through all the mess with the coronavirus relief packages, I, he had a statement today, I think, where he was like, you know, I will not break one of my promises <laughs> to the American people. And I don't think I've ever heard any president be that adamant about keeping yeah. a promise. So, like, for me, I, I'm like, for this to be two weeks, I mean, of course, I still think it should have been 2000. That's just my side of things. Um, but that's I was going to make a comment about that. Yeah, that's a different story for another day. Um because that's what was said, you know, it, if you vote these people in, $2,000 checks are coming in the mail. Regardless of if it adds to 2000 you said $2,000 checks are coming in the mail. That never happened. Um, and that won't ever and happen. Won't happen. <laughs> Unless, Unless you get the monthly... Exactly. The monthly relief that Canada has for their citizens. Um, but I like what he's doing, though. I like the fact that he is putting in work. I like the fact that there have been the daily briefings going on. Um the transparency. The transparency. It's the transparency for me. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I've ever really said a for me thing. I know, it's so corny. Maybe last but time. sometimes I feel like they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's that for me. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, that doesn't mean that we won't keep our foot on his neck. I like the fact that people have been working to hold him more accountable to, um, especially following, like, oh, dude, like, you really got to make sure that you. We don't ever want to revert back again. So I think I like that people are getting more involved with politics. I like that people are getting more involved in terms of financial literacy with the whole stocks and things going on. You know, yeah. like people are really leveling up on Twitter. I love it. I love that conversations are stepping beyond like you know the usual. Um, so yeah, man, like that's how I feel about him. And you know, speaking of investments, if you haven't like learned a bit more about it, I, I recommend some crypto wallets personally. I don't want to say what because I'm still like learning things myself and I don't want to like give um, investment advice. Yeah, you have to say this is not financial advice or something like that. Yeah, this like is not that. financial advice, but look into <laughs> some cryptos. Um, Joe Budden dropped a recent podcast a few yeah. episodes ago where he kind of talked about it. Um, but yeah, Joe Budden. Joe Biden. Joe, Joe Biden? Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Budden talked about it on his podcast. Joe Biden is going to make it shake. He's gonna Those checks were a little misleading. Definitely. I feel like I've talked about it a lot on Twitter, but those checks were misleading, but, you know, whatever. I guess, what to expect? I'm not going to talk about it again. Um, I just say, you know, people say you can't be critical of, because of who we had. I can. I vote I can be critical. That's um, what my tax dollars pay for. Yeah, you know, you paid mm. for it. You wanted me to get out and vote. I voted. Now I'm going to keep my foot on your neck. Yeah. And that's just how that goes. Well... That's everything I have for the episode. Do you have anything else that you want to address? Um, I think that's all that I have. I was going to kind of address some, you know, how to use anxiety as your friend, but I do want to kind of be more true to the time that okay, we've set. Okay, that's um, fine. So you guys, if you're interested, we will have that for you next time. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, what is we it? We did some mental health piece, though. Yeah, we the did. Mindfulness we we dropped a lot. And, yeah, we dropped a lot in there, so... Well, it was fun moderating the episode, and I hope you all learned something. It was fun to take the back seat. Oh, 
That's what you call what I do every other episode. Wow. <laughs> I'm about to scrub that from the record. Said, you said I take the back seat. You don't take the back seat, but you do. You put it like in the passenger seat. Well, I kind of sat in the back seat because I really just like soaked up game and some knowledge. Yes. Yeah, I think it's like a car though, like. <laughs> One of those driver's ed cars where you got the pedals and the <laughs> steering wheels on both sides, though. But um, this time I kind of just had my, I just was laid back. Well, thanks for coming to my spin talk. <laughs> Psych. Okay, no thanks, guys, for uh, joining us for this episode. And take care, take care of yourself. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. We will talk to you guys soon. We appreciate you guys. Bye. And take care of yourselves and your families and your support system and <laughs> yourselves and, and your support system. <laughs>